Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0! The US international scores his second goal in two games. And it could be a massive goal for Liverpool Football Club as well. A 2-1 lead with his right foot and he scores! William for Chelsea! And that could be the goal that seals the title for Liverpool at long last. That's it. Manchester City's two-season reign is at an end. Rejoice, Liverpool fans. Celebrate. Liverpool are Premier League champions. The Reds are back on their perch. This 30-year odyssey is finally over. The year 1990 was a landmark year. Tim Berners-Lee formally proposed the World Wide Web, which we now know as the Internet in Switzerland. We all know how that panned out. Meanwhile, in the United States, The Simpsons aired out for the first time on Fox. A certain Michael Jeffrey Jordan was yet to win a ring, once again losing to the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. Across the pond, Liverpool, under the tutelage of legendary Kenny Douglas, continued their purple patch and extended their lead at the top with title win number 18. Till this date, 30 years down the road, this number stayed the same until that is today, June 25th, at the time of this recording. Between these two title wins, Kenny Douglas rejoined the club to bring his magic touch to no avail. Their legendary captain of the early 2000s and one of their best ever, Steven Gerrard, broke into the first team captained the side as at a raw age of 23, considering the time and context. He led the team to the Champions League fi uh, final and even won it in 2006. But that Premier League crown became elusive to a point where the, the Liverpool fans despised the likeliness of seeing one of their best ever products hang his cleats without getting a Premier League medal. 2014 was the closest the Reds came this time under Brendan Rodgers, playing expansive football, boasting the likes of prime Luis Suarez and Daniel Sturridge. It is a painful sight that it was Stevie G's slip that led to Dembaba's goal, which ultimately dented Liverpool's title aspirations. The English league, now known as the Premier League, revamped its model in the year 1992, with the prospect of global takeover and overtaking leagues such as the CVR or even the Spanish league as the world's best league. The success of the Premier League has seen the rise of many global stars such as the legendary Danish goalkeeper Peter Schmeichel. He won multiple league titles with United back in the 90s and since has seen his son lift the league title with Leicester City back in 2015-16, one of the most astonishing achievements in modern sports history. This exact season is where Liverpool brought in a certain German who had just reignited Borussia Dortmund from the brink to win the Bundesliga in back-to-back -back seasons in a league dominated by the Bavarian side Bayern Munich. Jurgen Klopp, who likes to be known as the normal one, had a massive job to turn the fortunes of a team who were looking over their shoulders, in stark contrast to the perennial title-winning sides of the 20th century. Under American ownership of Fenway Sports Group, which also happens to own Major League Baseball's Boston Red Sox, 
a historic franchise with nine World Series titles. Liverpool were seen as another cash cow for these American owners, similar to the Glazers and recently Cronkies. Jurgen Klopp had a clear plan, but none of us thought his revolution would be this remarkable and exceptional this early. This and a whole lot more on today's show, dedicated to the newly crowned Premier League champions, Liverpool. Today, as always, I have with me an ardent Man United fan, Avinas Za, to dissect his arch rivals winning the league for the very first time in his lifetime. How does it feel, Avi? Honestly, don't want to be here. But listen, if you had told me 30 years ago Liverpool was going to win the league without any fans on a match day that they were not even playing and in front of no one, I would have taken that bet. But in all honesty, so I was driving on the highway. And I was watching the game as well. As the final whistle went down, and I heard Arlo White say, "Hey, Liverpool have finally won the league." This the expectation that we all had that Liverpool was finally going to win the league, but the reality that they that it actually happened that hit me so hard. I, I was completely devastated. Uh, it, it reminded me of the time when uh, Aguero scored that winner against QPR and broke my heart. You know what? At that time, I thought maybe this is just a fluke from City. It can happen again. And then the next year, we actually won the league again. But this season, the way Liverpool are actually playing and with the squad they got, uh, I'm not sure if we can compete with this team. Absolutely, I don't think no team can stop this team. Liverpool de- deserve their title, and I feel like they're not going to stop for the next couple of years. The only thing that stopped them this year was the coronavirus, and even that didn't stop stop them. The pandemic happened for a few months and now with the resumption, it was a matter of time before Liverpool won and they finally won. Full marks to Liverpool. They thoroughly deserved this title as, as, as much as it hurts for other fans. They were clear favorites from day one and uh, their closest rivals, Manchester City, they just weren't good enough and I don't see them coming back in 2021 either. I feel like it's going to be a trophy-laden years for Liverpool in the next few years to come. Man, the disrespect to Watford and Atletico Madrid by saying they're not, uh, Liverpool won't lose to anyone. It's not disrespecting Liverpool. It's just an honest opinion of a side that has conquered everything along its way, especially in the Premier League, except for a minor blip against Watford. I mean, let's be honest, that was coming all along. They struggled the week before against West Ham. But not against Watford. Yeah, but Watford, they were just better on that day. Let's forget this is a marathon, okay? Premier League is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You face 19 other teams two times a season and you're supposed to have a couple of bad days here and there. So I wasn't surprised when Watford beat them. I was surprised at the manner of which they got hammered. What, yeah, watching that Liverpool team, it just felt like the whole team is running on steroids. Yeah, so we're focusing on the Watford game. But let's not uh, sigh away from how good this side was, especially from day one. Uh, exactly. Listen, as, I mean, as a United fan, seeing City win the title for the past two years, Liverpool, Liverpool win the Champions League last year, and now the title, if this doesn't fire up the board or the fans or the coaches or every player in the team, I don't know what will. Let's look at some of the 
historic numbers for Liverpool. They are on course, they are easily on course actually to reach 100 points. They are also on course to win the highest number of games. They are the earliest Premier League champions ever and they are conquering literally everything this season. Yeah, thanks for rubbing salt on my wood. Can we can we move on? Can we move on from this? I'm afraid not because we still have to see the backbone of this side. And the backbone of this side started when Jurgen Klopp arrived in Merseyside back in 2015. You know what happened after that? A Champions League and a Premier League. That doesn't justify the work Jurgen Klopp has done. He has done a remarkable job. He inherited a bang average side and transformed into a world-class team that is Liverpool FC of today. Along the way, he transformed the likes of Jordan Henderson, who was an average player. Now it's a world beater and probably one of the best center midfielders in the whole world. Yeah, if you had told me a couple of years ago, Jordan Henderson was going to lift Champions League and Premier League, I would have punched you in the face. But here we are. I'm surprised, man. I'm pleasantly surprised. I remember him bursting into the scene as a Sunderland FC player back in early 2010s. He transferred to Liverpool and, and transformed himself into world-class midfielder who boasts great energy, great passing ability, and leading from the front. Besides Jordan Henderson, uh, Jurgen Klopp didn't inherit too many stars, but he had an eye for talent, and he bought talents from all over the world. So in the back line, he bought Andy Robertson from Hall. Nobody expected him to be this good. I honestly didn't know about uh, Robertson until last year. I kind of did, but I thought he was a, an average player. He would never make that leap, but he proved me wrong. You know who's equally good from a bang average team that was signed by Jurgen Klopp? Jorginho Wijnaldum. He was with struggling Magpies, uh, Newcastle. He, I, actually, I, I remember him. He was a striker back in the days. I think he started his career with Feyenoord, uh, I guess, and then PSB, and then now he's a like a proper box-to-box central midfielder. He scores goals. He uh, goes into ta- tackles and all that. Elsewhere, Roberto Firmino, or they call him Bobby Firmino. He was at Hoffenheim. He was average. I mean, he was good, but I didn't think he would be this good. He basically, Jurgen Klopp basically transformed these players. And uh, you know who the cherry on top were? Mohamed Salah, Van Dijk, and Allison. Oh, mate, I think you're forgetting Trent Alexander. Arnold. (laughs) How can I forget Trent Alexander-Arnold, man? Best right back in the game. I don't even want to mention the keyword young. He's just the best right back in the world. For me, at at this point, I don't even want to talk about the keyword age. He's still young, but he's the best right back in the whole world. He's basically a playmaker from the uh, right back position. If If he ever told me we'd have Trent Alexander Arnold type of playmaker as a right back, you know, I would have looked the other way. But here we are, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Liverpool's main playmaker from the right-hand side. The scary thing about this guy is he just keeps getting better every single game. Did you watch a free kick against uh, the Palace? How could I not watch? Like, it's like every game he, he earns a new uh, a power in himself. It's like uh, the perfect pass or free kick. Yeah, he's basically expanding his horizon, you know. Uh, that guy's scary for me. Um, we, we didn't think uh, he had that in his locker, though, did we? But he, came, oh, no. he comes surprising. Anyways, that is all down to hard work. I, I think I saw an interview where Robertson was saying why Trent Alexander-Arnold is this good. 
he keeps on practicing, mate. I feel like the key figure here among all is Virgil van Dijk. And with this, I come to the segment of the most valuable player or the player of the year, as they call it in England. So who do you think is the MVP? For Liverpool? I'm going to go with Sadio Mane, man. Uh, I know it's the least favorite choice out of all, but I'm still going to go with Sadio Mane because for me, I feel like that guy is in the game every single time. I see him running back, catching the balls, drifting back, spreading wide, scoring goals. Uh, for me, Sadio Mane has to be the MVP because uh, th- there were times when Salah was injured, Fabinho was injured. Uh, Fabinho had a goal drought at Anfield. Matter of fact, he didn't even score a single goal at, goal at Anfield. Most of the time, it was Mane who was actually giving the uh, the boost up front. So I'm going to go with Mane. It's a very tough choice, mate. Who are you going with? I am leaning towards Virgil van Dijk just because of the leadership. Because we will definitely see the stats, the tackles, the clearances, the goals, the assists. But the leadership aspect of Virgil van Dijk is next to brilliance. If you, if you see the Liverpool of before Virgil van Dijk versus the Liverpool of after Virgil van Dijk, there's massive amount of difference. And this, this leadership is lacking in so many top teams. Even United, even Arsenal, you know, all these teams do not have a proper leader at the back. I mean, you could say Harry, Harry Maguire is a leader at the back. But he, other teams are struggling just because they don't have a proper leader from the back. Remember the days of uh, Leo Ferdinand and stuff? Anyways, coming back to the MBB uh, debate, I fully agree with you. It's, it's so hard to pick a, pick a player because the, the entirety of this Liverpool side has been magnificent. I mean, just pick, pick one player from, from the 11. Even Allison has been brilliant. He was injured for a part of the season, but after he came back, or like he never went away. You can say when he got injured, that cost him the Champions League. Absolutely. And also, speaking of leadership, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you one name, James Miller. Oh man, why did I even forget about James Miller? He's the, he's the utility man for Liverpool. He can play left back, left winger, even probably striker. I haven't seen him play a goalkeeper position. He probably could if, if both the goalies were injured in a match day. Wouldn't he? Oh, absolutely. See, the thing with Milner is he was with City, right, uh, last season? No, not last season. Few, few oh, a few ago. years ago. Oh, before Liverpool won the Champions League. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, he with was, City. Yeah, he was with Aston Villa before that and uh, Leeds before that. So he's, he's been with pretty good clubs. I mean, I say good clubs for Aston Villa because they were really good when Milner was there. So, yeah, Milner for me is, is like, you know, the, uh, uh, the grandfather in your family who does bare minimum, but he takes care of everyone with his maturity. That's what I feel of James Miller. Very minimum, I highly doubt, because he's a workhorse. So going a few years back, James Miller actually transferred to Manchester City for a big money move. Initially, he struggled. He wasn't known as a freak athlete. But then again, his toughness, his hard work. The work ethic. His, yeah, exactly. His work ethics proved to be the difference. And after his move, I think he was a free agent. I don't know. I, I think he was a Finnish article, but I don't know if it's him or Jurgen Klopp or, or both. Just a great partnership or a great duo. Probably the leader of the, the bench. So who do you think is going to challenge Liverpool next season? I'm going to go with either Man City or United. And I say that because I feel like uh, Man United are in better position than ever. I think since Sir Alex left, we have a better squad. We got a few players. Uh, who can actually uh, change the team, like Fernandez, Pogba. And City, just because of the fact with the uh, Champions League ban, 
if that if that upheld, most of the players might actually leave the club. So if City are still in the same shape like this year, of course it has to be City and Liverpool. But if not, it's going to be United and Liverpool. Your silence in the beginning spoke volumes because you thought about who the the most likely challenger is, and to me, there's none. There's none. You say United, but as a United fan, we'll obviously be optimistic. Here's the thing: United are better. I mean, they're getting better with Solskjaer, but they're not a complete package yet. And Liverpool are already up there, you know. So it'll take at least a year or two for for United to to catch up with Liverpool. I mean, I would be surprised if they can, but it's a tough ask because Premier League is a marathon, not a sprint. Liverpool are so consistent that. To match their consistency, a team like Manchester United have to go uh, into next season with the notion of winning every week. Literally, you have to win every week. And I don't think United are capable. Not Nothing against them, but I don't think they're capable of winning every game or, or at least three or four out of five. And next next season will come too soon. As for the likes of their neighbors, Manchester City, they will probably be the closest contenders. But hey, since the company left, they don't have a leader at the back. And their backline is Frazal and David Silva, another one of those leaders, is leaving. And I heard Fernandinho is leaving too. So there's going to be concern for Pep Guardiola's team. And if Pep Guardiola can win the Champions League this season, Guardiola may leave. Or he might just, uh, if he doesn't win, he might, he might still leave. Yeah, he's, he's one of those characters which we'll never know. While we are talking about the newest champions, we'll glance at last year's winners and their star midfielder who has the chance to create some individual history. Up next on the Pros and Aviso. Sports update of the day. Liverpool have ended their 30-year wait for the top flight title after a crown Premier League champions following Manchester City 2-1 loss at Chelsea on Thursday. This is their first Premier League title and 19th top flight title What's up with Chelsea, man? Yeah, Chelsea. Either they're winning the title or they're making somebody else win title. I mean, pick a side. Australia and New Zealand have beaten Colombia to win the bid to host the 2023 Women's Soccer World Cup. They won the vote by 22 to 13. You know who the champions are going to be? America. The U.S. recorded won the total of 34,700 new confirmed COVID-19 cases, the highest level since late April, according to an account kept by John Hopkins University. And while the numbers are going up, here we are debating if basketball or baseball should start or not. I feel like those should be the last thing on our minds. I mean, 35,000 cases a day, that's crazy. You know what, what scares me the most? What? Some, of these, some of these confirmed cases might be around the corner. I think you got it. I think I got it. That's what I feel. I wouldn't go that far, but I'm, 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 I'm very scared right now. Dude, we are doomed. Are we done with the Liverpool celebration or do you want to do something else? Do you want to do a Q&A? Q&A, like, uh, okay, we can do that. So here's the first question. Are Liverpool going to do a repeat? No. Name a signing or two that would make a similar difference to United, to what Van Dijk and Ellison made to Liverpool, in terms of impact and finishing the puzzle. Oh, finishing the puzzle. I think we just need one. Jaden Sancho, get it done, board. I don't care. I don't care if it costs 120 million, get it done. I feel like you guys need a defender too. But now more than we need a Sancho. Who do you prefer as an analyst? You have great choices, by the way. <laughs> Carragher or Sunes? Can I mute the TV? That is not an option here. 
I'm going to go with Sunes because at least when he speaks, he doesn't speed it up. I'm going to go with Carragher. Sometimes Sunes doesn't even provide any context to things that he says. Where do you think Gary Neville is hiding today after his statement earlier in the season? Uh, just like me, under his bed, inside his bedroom. I would say basement. You got some questions for me now? I'm out of questions. All right. Uh, most likely to get canceled at the start of the season. Basketball or baseball? Baseball. And here's why. Baseball hasn't started, so it's easier for them to just cancel it. You think De Bruyne is going to break the assist record this season? How many does he have? 16? He got 16. I think he needs five more. Yeah. Uh, I would say no. They're not going to win the league. They're not going to be out of the top four. So they, I don't think he's going to break that record. Choose one to narrate your Sunday league. Kevin Harlan or Martin Tyler? Kevin Harlan every day and twice on Sunday, man. He just makes it. Man, the disrespect to Martin Tyler. Come on, man. Martin Tyler is good too. I'm not saying he isn't. As a kid, I loved Martin Tyler's voice. But as I grew older, his, seem, his voice seems just good to the video game. Nothing else besides. And this is by far the most important question of all. Whiskey or wine? I want to is like a fine wine. So I'll take wine. Go to hell. Bros before hoes. Why? Because your bros are always there for you. They've got your back. That is blasphemous. As the champions are crowned this week, the guard of honor for champions will be provided by guess who? The last year's champions, Manchester City, will do the honors at Etihad, who pipped the Reds by a single point last year. Many congratulations to this record-breaking team. Yeah, as much pain as I have suffered today, it gives me great pleasure knowing Spence City will be doing the God of Honor man. Mourinho, Wenger, Conte, everyone kept Liverpool out of the title. It's all Pep's fault. You gotta go. That should do for today. The focus now turns into the National Football League in our next episode as we dive into the possible delay of the season as well as comprehensive details on franchise tags. We will also discuss why Novak Djokovic is handing out apology letters instead of trophies. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the pros and Avi. Make sure to send some great well soon cards along Avi's way. Till next time, peace. 2020 can't get any worse. Do you know what this mean? 3-0. But also mean 3 premierships and I won more premierships alone than the other 19 managers together. 3 for me and 2 for them. <laughs> you serious?